Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Agile Recruiter. It's a platform where I share my insights as a recruiter while also learning from other recruiters, their achievements, and the challenges that they face in the recruitment industry. Um, Just a bit of background. So I've actually done a handful of LinkedIn videos in the past on different topics. Um, Back then, I feel like there was this atmosphere or this feeling that you just had to do it. Otherwise, you were just missing out on something really big something that would take like help you create your own brand on LinkedIn and take it to the next level. And it actually was. But in that process or like moving so quickly, what I overlooked was realizing there's like not just one way to do it. Like there's so many different platforms that you could utilize. There's like so many different things that you can do. Um and that's why I'm here. You know, like I feel like in this platform I'm more genuine. I don't feel like like I'm holding back anything. And Overall, it's just a really comfortable um, and relaxing process for me. What I would normally do in these sessions is that I would pick a topic. I would share my insights in regards to that topic um, and my experiences, and not just my experiences, but experiences of my colleagues and other people that I've seen in the industry come across. Um, And in the end, also leaving it to anyone who's listening for feedback, feedback in terms of any areas of improvement. And also, if you want to be part of the discussion and add, hey, like you raised these points, but I've also come across that. Would really love that. So today, I actually wanted to talk about candidate experience. Now, candidate experience overall is such a big thing, right? There's so much to talk about. And I feel like I've seen on LinkedIn, like so many industry leaders taking initiatives or introducing initiatives um, and so many organizations doing different things to make sure um, that the candidates are happy, both successful and unsuccessful candidates. And I feel like that's what's important, right? It's not just about the success stories that you want to hear hear about, that this person has been appointed as this, like, let's say, senior project manager, had a really good candidate experience, gave a really good review um, right after. You also want to make sure that the candidate or the applicant who didn't get selected also has, like, the same great experience. Like, they got updates on time. Um, they got specific feedback um, in regards to their performance, not just to make sure that they walk out happy, right? So in the end, they still look up to the organization and they would still recommend their friends, colleagues, or people in their network to the like any roles that the organization has. That's the goal, right? Um, so today, what I basically want to go through is some of the pain points that I see or I've come across my, in my experience and how to fix them. Some of them would be generic, to be honest, but it's more about like telling them in regards to what I've experienced and sharing my experiences with everyone out there. Um, the first thing that I want to say is with like the age of tech, let's say that, there's just so many platforms, right? There's like Seek Reviews, Glassdoor, Indeed, so many different other like job platforms. There's Google Reviews. Um, What I mean by that is like everything is just so transparent now, right? Like you can, it's not just about reviews anymore. It's like you can actually have reviews for that specific position. Like if you're going for a customer service role, if you're going for a project manager role, you can pull up like ex-employees who've worked in that position. How much did they get paid? What were the pros and cons? Um, And like you could, like I said, Everything's out there, like it's pretty transparent. So you want to make sure um, 
that you give a good candidate experience, right? Because they will do their research. Another thing before we actually go into anything is, and I can't stress this enough, one negative candidate experience creates a ripple effect, right? It takes one detailed review of one person's experience to actually make up like another 50 people's minds if they want to apply or how seriously do they actually take your job opportunity. And I feel like all of us have a part to play in it. When I say all of us, I mean like any, it's not just like recruiters. I feel like recruiters are thrown at the deep end just saying, oh, it's your job. No, it's like anyone involved in the process, like anyone from, let's say, the recruiter to the manager to the like the office manager who greets that person or talks to that person, um, the team leader, whoever they're introduced to, anyone involved in the process, they have to realize that they play a very important sort of role in that person's decision, right? And it's it's crazy how a lot of these managers or employees are oblivious to this, like how they can have an impact in a negative candidate experience. Like you could literally be down to a preferred candidate and that person has, let's say, your opportunity and another opportunity. And it could literally come down to that these guys um, had a really good like sort of recruitment process. I had a really good experience with them. Um, I'm going to go with these guys, right? Because he'll be like, I feel like these guys are the people that I can work with and this is a place where I'll grow. Because in that point, everyone who's involved in that recruitment process is like sort of a, a brand ambassador, if you will, right? You are sort of representing your organization. You are the face of your organization in a better way. So coming to like the things that I've seen, um, and I'm, I want to be very clear, I've done a lot of these things, like I'm guilty of it. Uh, like I'm not the perfect recruiter or the pe- person by far. Um the first thing I would say is the first impression, right? The first impression, what I mean by that is um, your job page, simple as that. Job page, when they click on careers, um, it shouldn't be that they have to scroll down to like 10 different page, like 10 different like reading material or whatnot to actually get to like jobs that are open. Like it's a pretty smooth process where you put in the role, um, it shows where like the location it's advertised, how long it's it's been open for, like it, it's pretty user-friendly in a way, right? Also, just making sure that you actually close down your job once it's done, right? What I mean by that, I see it so many times on LinkedIn, um, jobs that like two months old, three months old, and still there, like it's not even ad- advertised anywhere else, but it's still taking applicants on LinkedIn for some reason. So just make sure that once you close down that job or if it's like open, like it doesn't show the candidate that you don't know what you're doing, right? Coming to like something that's related to this is the lack of response. A lack of response could be basically the candidate doesn't know where their application's at. They've applied and they haven't heard anything back for like four weeks. Even if they've had interview, they haven't heard anything for like what's going on. And in some cases, what happens is like you interview three people, you've selected one person, they even started, but you've never went back to the rest of them to give them feedback, not just feedback, right? To just tell them that they've been unsuccessful so they can actually concentrate more on other opportunities. Like don't 
leave anyone in limbo. One of the things that you have to just think about here is like the applicant actually puts in a lot of time making that job application because the market is so competitive right now, right? You resume has to be customized for that job. Your cover letter has to be customized for that job. So every job that you're applying for, you potentially have a different resume that highlights that position sort of like details to make sure that you put your best foot forward or it, it gives the manager a really good idea that you are perfect for this role. So in the end, like the applicant is putting a lot of time in like drafting their resume and their cover letter. The least you could do is tell them where they're at, right? So lack of response is a big thing. These things have a pretty easy fix, right? You could just communicate at every step. Um, you could let them know, hey, like you're in the short list, we'll get back to you. Most of these have to be automated emails. Like, so it, it comes down to your applicant tracking system, that your applicant tracking system has to be pretty quick. Again, different applicant tracking systems out there. Uh, some are good for like executive recruitment, some are good for high volume recruitment, some are good for like from an HR perspective. So pick one that suits your needs. Just don't go for like anyone. There's like pick one that you feel like you can get the most out of, right? So set tasks, remind like put reminders in your calendar if you have to. Uh, but I feel like if you've got a proper ATS, then as you move people around, they should get notifications of where they are. Um, and it should be a pretty smooth process. Um, the next thing I would say, and it's, it's literally the biggest thing, um, is time that's disrespected. What I mean by disrespected is um, when the applicant feels like you are not organized or you are not taking that interview seriously, right? And there's two things that could come from here. One is that the manager who's supposed to be in that interview never shows up. Not just the manager. Okay, let's not put all the blame on the managers here. The recruiter doesn't show up. And an example of this would be, obviously like when you're booking in an interview, um, you send meeting invites and you make sure everyone has time in the calendar. So you should be there. And even if someone's late, you should communicate how late you're going to be, right? You shouldn't say, I'll be there in two minutes and like you're not in there in two minutes. Because if you come back to me as a manager or any like a senior recruiter or whatever saying, I'll come, I'll be there in two minutes, in my head, you communicated two minutes, so I'm waiting two minutes. Anything that goes beyond that, like it's just like, it comes off as you don't know what you're doing, right? Or you're not taking this seriously. Or this isn't important to you as it is important to me. Um, what I've seen in my experience, I actually had an interview um, and the candidate showed up on time, um, gave the candidate a little bit of a tour, an information session, and the manager was just going through some things and said, hey, I'll be like two minutes. And I said, great. And this was a face-to-face -face interview. So not just like on Teams or something, face-to-face um, -face interview. And I was like, great, no worries. I told the candidate, like the manager is going to be a bit late, fine. The manager actually showed up 30 minutes later. Right. And in that time, like I had offered the like the candidate or the applicant like water, I had offered them coffee, I had had a chat with them. Um, but by the time the manager came and started talking in my head, the damage was done. Right. Like that person's going to walk out of the building saying that I'm never going to take this job or I don't want to come for a second interview because they feel disrespected. Right. So you make sure you don't waste their time.
obviously like you have to realize people have moved things around like that person could be doing that interview in their break and they have to go back or that person like would have taken like time like away from something so like like value everyone's time the second thing would be please please be prepared when going into an interview when i say be prepared what i normally do again from my experience i actually send the managers in an interview guide and i tell them this is what you're going to say this is where you can add your questions this is what i'm going to ask uh, and this is the flow or the format that we're going to follow if you feel otherwise let me know and i do get like a lot of managers don't get back to you on emails so before starting the interview i actually or letting the person if it's a virtual interview before letting the person in i ask them did you go through it are you fine with the format how's that going it just show it shows that we are structured like it just goes smoothly like you might not think of it as like a big thing but it actually plays a pretty big role right if the manager like someone hijacks the interview and you look like you don't know who's supposed to ask questions where um the recruiter is confused if he can ask something or the manager is not done asking questions yet it it just feels like you're disorganized and you don't know what you're doing right coming back to the hijacking part like if someone comes in and it's like oh I'll, I'll i didn't read the guide but i'll just swing it and they just like keep talking keep talking and they have no idea like they in my opinion and again like my opinion there has to be a structure where you give the introduction you explain the role and like you have to follow certain steps but if you are just all over the place if you, if it's just like a verbal diarrhea like you i've i've seen situations where the manager just like started asking questions and then even in their questions they were sort of given the answer as well like it was like oh tell me about a time where you had exposure to this but you could use this example where da 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 and 80% of the applicant's answer was literally just repeating the manager right and sometimes what happens is when you're just speaking and you're like all over the place and you ask a question the applicant isn't sure what you're asking so when they answer either they don't answer properly and they literally will go like is that what you were looking for did i answer that properly is that does that answer your question that means they're not sure and because a lot of times then you don't want to be caught in a position where it looks like you're not sure what you were asking or you're not clear about what you're asking you just go like yeah and what that results in is literally either you rejecting that candidate because you didn't interview them properly or you say oh they didn't i didn't get this i didn't get that information i didn't see this in them or you add another step to the recruitment process you say add another step where they have to then come in meet with you all over again and then do the interview again right has a very negative impact the more time that you put in or the time that you delay the person can take other opportunities or they can just get frustrated right i've literally again seen this where um i was recruiting for a tech role um and i told the person that there's this many steps in the interview process like there's three when we got to the third step um the leadership team that was involved or the managerial team that was involved went like oh we want to do another one and then we did another one and then they said like oh we're not sure we want to do another one but it's every time you increase a step after the after you initially communicated there will only be three steps it sort of like makes the applicant like you lose your credibility there in my opinion right you have to properly explain like why are you 
increasing those steps? And if there's additional people involved in those interviews, how do they add value in the overall recruitment process, right? And that's what happened there. The applicant got frustrated. He called me up and he was like, look, I'm really sorry. Um, I'm not going to go ahead with this. And I had nothing to say because he was completely right. Um, what you can do here is basically, like I said, create an uh, interview guide, send that through, make sure everyone's gone across it. Um, if they haven't gone across it before you start the interview, be it virtual or face-to-face, -face, just make sure that you take three minutes to chat as a team to make sure that you're all on the same page. Another fact would be uh, the application process, which is which hits a nerve, right? Normally what would happen is, and this came when like when I was applying for jobs, I would click on apply. As soon as I would click on apply, it would take me to like create an account, which I feel like it's just normal now. Like you can't get past the create an account thing. But when you create an account and you put your resume through, after you put your resume through, it like it'll tell you to fill out like 10 pages of information, which is just frustrating. And you literally like 90% of the people, not 90, I, I've seen a stat, and again, like I'm not sure how accurate that stat is, but I've seen like 60% of job seekers um, just leave it there. They're like, oh, I'm not interested. Because, yeah, it, it, it just frustrates everyone, right? And sometimes another issue that I've seen is like when the resume, resume actually, when you upload your resume, it's supposed to then drag information and fill out a, a lot of the information, right? But it doesn't do that properly. Now, there could be a lot of factors there, but what you can do is actually add a tips section, right? saying that this is the format that it should be in, in order for it to be dragged around properly, for that information to go across properly, for there to be no issues. I've never seen that. Um, but yeah, that would be really helpful. The other thing would be um, training your like applicants as well. Like I'm not saying give them answers or anything, but just give them an idea. Hey, it's gonna be me and these two people involved. They're gonna ask questions regarding your experience in this area. I'm gonna ask you questions like behavioral questions. Um, overall, it should take like 30 minutes. It'd be great if you prepare um, examples of what you've done. So the applicant already has thought of examples. They're ready to go, they're well prepared. And in that scenario, if someone doesn't prepare still, they're clearly not a good fit. So like you're not doing anything wrong there, right? Um, but in terms of processes, um, yeah, make sure that it's automated, um, where you can make sure that you require little information. Obviously, if you want someone's information where um, you're seeking like how many years of exposure, what level of exposure they have got regarding using a certain tool, you can ask for that information. And that's like, I would say that's right. But again, like there's no need for like 10 pages of information to be filled out, right? And where you can just eliminate the whole concept of creating an account. I, I, I know that comes down to what platform you use. I know like current, like Workday would use um, creating an account, Smart Recruiter, I believe would use creating an account. So I feel like that's just like normal now and you can't get past it, but where you can, just try for like that not to be there. Um, another important thing that I feel and which has like a really big impact is being unrealistic, right? And when I say being unrealistic, when you're chatting to the candidate, 
I, I know that you want to, or the recruiter or the manager, whoever's involved wants to portray the organization as the best there is. Like you want to be working here right now. You know, like you, you need, like for your career growth, like this is the best place right now. But I feel like setting wrong expectations um, could have like a really, really bad impact. Like it could either be that you tell them something and they read a bad review somewhere else. But it could also be where, for example, a lot of people would say, we're really fast paced. We work hard, we play hard and stuff like that. And a lot of times it just means that we're not structured. Like if something would go wrong, we don't know what to do or who to go to and you're on your own. Um, and we call that multitasking or whatever. And they give different, like they try to hide it in different ways. How I basically get around it is when I'm doing a job brief or when I'm talking to a manager about a role, I ask the manager, what are like minimum tell me three challenges that they'll face in this role. Like it could be the pro, like the project that they're working on is like in early stages, they have to put in a lot of hard work, stakeholder engagement, like the stakeholders are really hard to deal with. They have to be really assertive, whatever it is. So I can paint a realistic picture. So there's like no surprises. So they know exactly what they're getting themselves into. If you just show a very pretty picture with like rainbows and roses, and then they go into the role and they find out that's not the case, they will literally question everything because they would feel like, this is not what they agreed to. You know, like this is not the role that they agreed to. This is not the role that was portrayed to them. Um, and as soon as they join, they'll start looking for other opportunities. So in the long run, it has like a very negative impact. So I would say, be realistic. Obviously, you want to make sure that you get the candidate or you secure the candidate, but be realistic about what they're about to get themselves into. Um, I would say the final point uh, that I would just like to raise and come back to is basically, again, can't stress it enough, everyone who is involved in the process has a very strong role to play, right? From the manager to the recruiter to uh, the, like anyone who is involved at any point of that candidate journey of all that recruitment process plays a very important role. Like, for example, if I tell you you are successful and then you'll get your contract tomorrow and you get it like two weeks late, right? And then I tell, and the rest of the onboarding documentation has like issues with it. That's a, that's creating a negative impact. And that's like, that's on you. So you have to realize that everyone is on the same team. Like everyone has to come together, whoever's involved to make sure that we have a very smooth process. Like it's like a well-oiled machine. Like we have like, oh, like if you reach out to, someone reaches out to me saying, um, this form or this onboarding document has any issues. I'm not gonna say, oh, like I don't really look at it. I'll be like, yep, I'll, I'll jump on it. And then I'll get in touch with the right person. You have to be a team player for this stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I had to share. That's it for this session. Um, if you do have any feedback regarding, you know, how I can improve or any feedback of how you want to be part of the discussion and any points that I missed, please let me know. But till then, this is the Agile Recruiter and thank you for your time.